Welcome to the Rapid Growth Life and Business Podcast, where entrepreneurs, business owners and life hackers develop strategies to transform ourselves and our businesses in the fastest way possible with the least amount of friction. Remember, you're only ever one insight away. I'm your host, Snowy Phillips. Hi, and welcome to today's episode. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the 14 rules that they teach you in the elite private schools. Uh, This is some lessons I learned from John Taylor Gatto, who's a, a legendary American educator. If you don't know who he is, go and look him up. John Taylor Gatto. Gatto spelt G-A-T-T-O. I'll put a link in the description for this episode to his YouTube video called An Underground History Lesson with John Taylor Gatto. You can actually go on YouTube and look that up, but I'll put a link because it comes in two formats, a a complete six-hour version and some one-hour-at-a-time versions. If you have any sense or if you are inclined to have your socks blown off about how the world is this this lesson is some of the most unbelievable information you will ever be uh presented with it's there's a 15 minute introduction which you can probably do without by some other guy but the what comes next is nothing short of fascinating yeah, it blew me away. When when you hear the words that come out of this guy's mouth and how he backs them up with information, a lot of the ideas that he comes out with sound like conspiracy theories. And then he, he shows you how to look them up, chapter and verse. And it shows you how the current education system was not designed to educate us, but robotize us. Now, again, that does sound like a conspiracy theory, you can go look all this stuff up and it also shows what john taylor gatto both worked in um, the public school system in america and also the elite private schools and the difference between one set of people's education and another set of people's education is is radically different in the sense that what they teach you at the elite private schools is how to become a leader of people a leader of men uh, you know a a person who can have authority over other people. It's no coincidence that the majority of political leaders across the world all go to the same schools. And it's what they're taught in these schools that is the thing that makes the biggest difference. As much as this is about education, the the ideas contained in this, I was presented to quite late in life. And yet I've systematically gone through each of these areas looking for failings or flaws in my own education so I could have a better understanding of how to be a leader of people, um, a leader of myself. So don't think of this as if it's something just you needed to learn when you're in school. These ideas are completely applicable now and um, wherever you are in life, you can take some of these ideas and run with them and adopt them in your own life and your own thinking. 
I will give you a summary of these 14 rules. Some of them are just way too big to fit in just this one uh, episode. So at some stage, obviously across the board, I will be expanding on some of these ideas. But for now, I'll give you a taste of the rules and my thinking about the rules. And then at some later stage, we'll expand on, on them as and when I see fit. So here we go. Let's look at the rules of John Taylor Gatto. So there's 14 lessons in total that he provides, or secrets as he calls them, the secrets to the elite private schools. So the first rule, rule number one, you should have a working theory of human nature. And you do this by studying history, philosophy, theology, literature, and the law. So in history, you know, they say history repeats itself. So you can look to history to see what people consistently do over time. Philosophy, understanding the world and the world around you. Theology, whether you're believing in God or, or not. There's common themes and archetypical stories contained in religion that seem to be consistent throughout time. I've said to you I'm a non-believer in other episodes, but... I still realise that through the work of Jordan Peterson that, that there's some validity to the, the religious stories. Literature, the literature that has stood the test of time, gives us an understanding of the human condition and the law. The law is set up the way to protect the most people. So you have a, a working theory of, of human nature by studying these things. Study the things that have lasted the test of time to get an understanding of human nature, because most of us don't understand how people work. I'd also say one of the things that's left out from this list is psychology. Understanding how we think, how we act, how we present ourselves in the world is, is another thing that should be looked at in this. Okay, uh, and further in these episodes, I'll discuss a lot of the things just contained in this one point, but for now, we'll move on. The second thing you need to be aware is active literacy. And what he means by that is writing and public speaking. In history, there used to be a thing called the trivium. The trivium was the basis of all education systems. It was rhetoric, grammar and logic. You need to be able to come up with a, a good idea and present that idea through well-worded arguments and that's how you you gained knowledge when you think about speaking and writing you usually present your message to the world in one of those formats and so you have to be able to do it in a logical reasonable rational way and do it in a way that's persuasive and that's why understanding both those areas being able to speak well and being able to write well is so very important Okay, number three, insight into the major institutional forms, courts, corporations, military, education. You should understand how they all work. Number four, repeated exercises in the forms of good manners and politeness based on the truth that politeness and civility are the foundation of all future relationships, all future alliances and access to places that you might want to go. The the thing you notice in life, the more civil you are, the more manners you carry with you, 
the more you get invited and feel comfortable in the better places. Now, what you think about the notion of better places or not is, is irrelevant for this discussion. There are places that you will meet from a perspective of this. Let me just quote something by Jim Rohn. He said, the person you'll be five years from now on will depend on the books you read and the people you meet. And the people you meet is is important. You tend to meet the better people in the better places and you only get access to the better places when you can present yourself in a way that is appropriate in that place. So uh, manners and civility and politeness will get you far further than brash, rude arrogance and hostility. Okay, number five is independent work, work that you take up by yourself that's not presented to you by the teacher or educator. And the ratios in the elite private school are 80 for your independent work to 20 uh, that you're presented with, where the ratio is probably reversed in the other type of schools, the public schools. So Focus on independent work, the work that you do off your own back, not what other people tell you. If you're going to be a leader, you have to find your own work, your own inspiration and be led by you, not other people. Okay, number six, energetic physical sports, not a luxury or a way to blow off steam, but they're absolutely the only way to confer grace on the human presence. And that grace translates into power and money later on. Also, sports teach you practice in handling pain and dealing with emergencies. Think about that. Sport is not there to to just be a way of blowing off steam, but as a way for you to take knocks, deal with defeat, deal with problems and overcome them and get back up. You know, also the, the, the notion of Taking knocks, you know, in in Great Britain, the elite schools played rugby if you were a man, because rugby teaches you how to deal with, uh, you know, pain, being hit and getting back up. And it's an interesting notion to me when I see rugby players who get tackled really hard and I see football players who get, you know, a light kick in the leg. One looks like they died and the other one just gets up and gets on with it. It's it's an interesting notion and an interesting metaphor for life that you've got to be able to take some knocks in life if you are going to succeed. Because if you fall down and cry at the first bit of pain, you're not really going to get that far because life will throw you constant barrages of pain and obstacles. And say using sport as a metaphor for you to be able to take a knock get up and move on is is a really interesting idea. Okay, number seven, a complete theory of access to any place and any person. It's interesting that most people think that they can't go into the court system or understand the legal system or speak to your local politician when all these things are available to most people, but they don't spend the time learning how to speak to and get access to the important people even if from a let's look at an entrepreneurial perspective i get often asked for for people uh wanting mentorship okay and in the grand scheme of things i'm 
not the the top of the pyramid and it's it's interesting that pretty much if you want a great mentor you have to be able to get to that person present your problem present your request for mentorship in an interesting and unusual way yet most people don't come up with a strategy to do that um, maybe I'll speak about mentorship at a later stage but uh, having access to people will will radically shorten any journey you have especially if they've walked a path that you want to walk and having an understand of how you can access people is obviously incredibly important okay number eight responsibility as an utterly essential part of the curriculum always to grab responsibility when is offered and always to deliver more than is asked for there's two parts of this most people will do anything to avoid responsibility because there's this inbuilt human notion that if we do something wrong we'll be caught and or caught out and that's one of the worst feelings in the world so we avoid responsibility because often if we do something wrong we'll look bad we've got to get over that reflex we have to try and take on as much responsibility as we possibly can because with the responsibility that you take on you grow and as you grow you can take on more responsibility and grow more the second part to this was to deliver more than asked for most people will only want to do enough and to really succeed in life you've got to do more than enough at some later stage i'll talk about the bit uh, the book the science of getting rich uh, by Wallace T. Wattles. It's um, it's an interesting book. The secret and most law of attraction books are based on a lot of the teachings that are in this book. And as much as I, I think of the law of attraction as being nonsense, some of the ideas in The Science of Getting Rich give you two things that the law of attraction books don't. One is to provide a use value in excess of the cash value you receive and the second one is to more than fill your place both of them fall in line with this rule if you are going to deliver more than you ask for you have to more than fulfill your place and if you're thinking in business terms provide a use value in in excess of the cash value that you're asking for okay i'll continue on to point number nine this is incredibly important arrival at a personal code of standards in production in behavior and morality i think in production we we mentioned a bit about that in the the other point but in behavior and morality most people don't have a code of behavior or morality for themselves i've mentioned for you before my description of maximus and how i model myself on that description but like i say it's it's useful to most people to have a personal philosophy and a personal set of rules upon which they will not go beyond most people are morally flexible i make a joke from time to time that i'm morally flexible but to be quite honest i have quite a high standard of morality for myself we'll discuss more about morality in another episode but you should start thinking about your own code of conduct your code of standards both in well in in production behavior and morality okay number 10 you need to be familiar with the masters of art 
and that is music, painting, dance, sculpture, design, architecture, literature and drama. Most people when they're young think these things are completely unimportant. Some people when they get older still think they're unimportant. But from a living into your highest self, higher standards, the, the more we are exposed to the real beauty in the world, the, the things that make life worthwhile, these are all the, the things that from a, I hate to use the word spiritual, but maybe spiritual is the right word, from a spiritual perspective, make the biggest difference in our life. And if you can be familiar with the greatest amongst us in the arts, you get lifted along with them. And and the funny thing is, you you'll notice as you progress in life, and maybe wherever you are in life, that the more successful people tend to be acquainted with the really good things in the world. They go to museums, they see beauty, they admire great architecture they've read great literature and and watch great drama yeah they they spend the time with the masters because the masters inspire us they make us see the greatness in the human condition so yeah be familiar with the masters of art you know from leonardo to shakespeare from rodan to darcy bustle to Norman Foster or or Frank Lloyd Wright and music has countless your Beethovens, Mozarts, Wagner to Debussy. Yeah, get acquainted with all of them. Listen to the great stuff, see the great things, become uh, acquainted with them all. Okay. Number 11. Power of accurate observation and recording. The ability to draw what you see is one of these things. In in the video he talks about, Darwin was only able to come up with his theory of evolution because he could draw accurately the, the finches, I think it was finches, on the Galapagos Islands and see the differences in them and realise that natural selection was at work. It's one of the things I've mentioned before. I'm in the process of learning how to draw. It's one of my um, three-month challenges and I realised that when I started to draw, I I drew how I thought things looked rather than how they are. And when you realise that you can't accurately observe things because your mind plays tricks with you, you realise the faultiness of many of the things that you believe to be true. And um, drawing has been a wonderful way for me to see how inaccurately we perceive the world just get anyone to draw a head that that's never properly drawn a head before and you realize most people get a head drawing wrong where they believe the eyes to be in the head is completely not how they are in reality so number 11 was power of accurate observation and recording number 12 develop the ability to deal with challenges of all sorts Most people fall at hurdles or they let hurdles stop them because they just go, well, I can't deal with that. One of the things we'll definitely talk about at a later stage is how we get past the obstacles that stand in our way, slow us down or stop us. But you need to be able to deal with all sorts of challenges, both health, physical, fiscal, 
romantically in relationships. There's all sorts of problems that we face and you should have strategies to get yourself past them. Okay, number 13. He calls this one a habit of caution in reasoning to conclusions. I'll uh, I'll break that down for you so it sounds a bit easier to understand. What he's telling you in this one is be very slow to make up your mind about things. We're in the modern age taught to take on an idea from a soundbite or a headline rather than going, is that true? Taking time till you've got all the facts before you reach a conclusion. Um, Too many people make up their mind with not enough evidence or proof. Your job is to be slow in getting to that, that idea because too few people think through a concept before they've made up their mind. So be slow in reasoning to conclusions. Number 14 is a counterpoint to number 13. It says, the constant development and testing of prior judgments. You make judgments, you discriminate value, and then you follow up and keep an eye on your predictions to see how far skewed or how consistent your predictions were. This means once you've made up your mind, this is also going back to our idea of testing an idea. We test something, we think something is going to work, but we keep an eye on our ideas or our beliefs, and we constantly check to see whether they are true, because what once was true might have shifted. So a lot of people make up their mind about something, and that's it, they're done. They think all their thinking is over with regards to that thing. When in reality, the really smart people are constantly checking to see whether their prior beliefs, their prior judgments are true and worth keeping. So be slow in reaching your conclusions. And then once you have reached your conclusions, keep going back and checking and testing to see whether those things that you believe are true. Okay, so that's it. That's the 14 secrets of the elite private schools. I will obviously expand on a number of these because we, we've in no way scratched the surface of some of them. But for now, you've got some ideas with regards to what they teach differently in schools. And if you want to be a leader and whether you're a, child, a parent with children or whether you're a young adult or an adult um, in and of yourself, you should start looking at these areas and realising where are you weak in? Where are the holes in your knowledge of of the good things in life? Because these things will make you a leader of people and leader of yourself and will give you access to the better places. And whether you want that or not, it should be an option, not an exclusion. So yeah, we'll end it there. I hope this has been an interesting episode for you. And if it has, I look forward to you joining me on the next episode. Till then, as ever, remember, you're only ever one insight away. So till then, bye for now. Have a great day.